I want some podcast, baby, this evening. I want those hot takes, baby, tonight. Don't let this podcast, baby, deceive me. Don't you tell me no lies about that big old egg-shaped man. (laughs) Hi, Nick. Hi, Caleb. I did this, like series of like strength training exercises with some of my friends Ooh. me and my coworkers. we decided to go on this like retreat this corporate retreat wow you know, for that really corporate small town bookstore yeah, job that, that I had. s corporate <laughs> <laughs> where we uh we are all bonding and learning through a series of physical challenges that we had to work together on i love that kind of stuff you mm-hmm. climb a rope you like walk up a ladder backwards or whatever yeah exactly uh, yeah, I love that stuff. My, so the the most interesting one, and the one that actually was like, ooh, got us in a little bit of trouble, was we were in a simulation of the Arctic, actually. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. is a really, really high-tech corporate wow. retreat. Oh, my gosh. The possibilities of the corporate retreat in the holodeck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Very I love cold. that we have that technology now, and that we can we can really benefit from engaging with past, present, and future. Yeah, it's great. The uh, So I was in really icy water with a couple of my friends. Yeah. We were all canoeing through those Ar- that Arctic Ocean. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And exercise, the exercise basically consisted of us trying to get from point A to point B, yeah. just like uh, using our oars, yes. pedaling away to get, you know, uh-huh. to get to the other side of yeah. the Arctic Ocean. And every once in a while, a cardboard cutout of like a sea creature would oh. pop out to like spook us and yes. scare us. It would pop out of the water. Mm-hmm. And we, we needed to like dodge around it yeah uh but they were scary like you know sharks would pop up and you would just be like ah and you would try to like row away from the them stuff is very convincing mm-hmm. like you're not ever really in danger when you work for a company yes. but it does feel so real yeah <laughs> <laughs> and well there was, but there was one time where a creature popped out of the water yes and it scared my coworkers so much oh what was it that she smacked it <gasps> and knocked it uh, like knocked it in half oh like, like gosh. broke the cardboard animal in half yeah and later on we found out there was this like really big extra charge <gasps> for our time in the arctic ocean <laughs> simulation Unfair. and we were like why is that and they were like oh let me check and so the the guy that was working there <laughs> checked the computer and he said oh, oh i remember this yeah it's because your rotor the walrus <laughs> <laughs> I had a bad feeling that it was going to be about the walrus, but I I didn't get there. God, I treasure these moments. (laughs) There's, I'm learning there's definitely a finite number of them, so it's a really good idea to treasure them. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder what will happen once we've mined all of our um, Energon joke crystals. (laughs) <laughs> and and just reduce the world to ash. Mm-hmm. The the podcast will be left fallow. Oh well. Until that time. Welcome to your two show. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Uh, my my name's Nick and I'm Caleb. Hi everybody. This is a podcast about Sonic the Hedgehog. It is a deep dive every week, week by week. We are micro. We're analyzing a micro chunk 
of the Sonic the Hedgehog universe just for you. That's right. Sometimes we'll just look at one minute from one cartoon and just dig so deep into it, frame by frame, shot by shot. Moment to moment. But this week, we decided to expand out a little wider and do a whole episode. We thought, why not bite off more than we can chew? And this episode provided it. (laughs) (laughs) We watched Sonic Sat AM episode four. Four. Entitled Sonic and the Secret Scrolls. Sonic and the Secret Scrolls. You would be forgiven for thinking I was about to say rings because Sonic and the Secret Rings is the name of a game for the Nintendo Wii released in the late 2000s. And we're seeing that there's a pattern of reusing certain linguistic constructs, certain phrasings within the Sonic universe. A lot of them are puns on the word Sonic, like Sonic Boom, Mm -hmm. Ultrasonic. Etc. But it's really interesting that even Sonic and the Secret Blank, why it, yeah, has been reused exactly. I was uh, interested to see that because that's not a dictionary pun. That's not right. a pun you're going to look up when you when you go to your dictionary and you look up the word Sonic and it includes a definition, an etymology, it has a little picture of that hedgehog boy, and then it's got a list of puns you can make, <laughs> which is a very good dictionary. Oh my gosh, I wonder if that exists. The pun dictionary. Oh boy. Oh wow, we need to make it. Yeah, that's I think I think uh we could probably be the ones to make that and I feel like we could definitely do do right by it. Would we have to go immediately to jail upon publishing it or would it be like No no no. <laughs> I think we would go immediately to being in control of a small country. Uh, the power um, of our puns yeah. would knock out make so so many people so frustrated they would just lay down their arms and allow us to just take <gasps> over. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. You frustrate people with a bunch of ridiculous nonsense yeah and and then they just give you power and and also we'll have plenty of crops because in addition to that they'll also lay down their farms i'm dead (laughs) (laughs) lay down your farms (laughs) and if we need some topping for our pizza there'll be plenty of farms too my goodness they will lay down all those farms (laughs) all right and that concludes the pun segment of our episode of podcast. I wish. <laughs> it's going to keep going. But why do they call it that? Let's find out in the recap. In Sonic and the Secret Scrolls, we find out very early on that Sally has made a plane for Sonic to look at. Tails and Bunny yeah. are leading Sonic. They're like, we have a secret surprise for you. We've got this amazing thing. Let's blindfold you and walk you slowly through the forest. You're definitely going to love this. It's going to be awesome. And the whole time they're walking there, Sonic is like, this is so slow. Why are you going so slow? Every two seconds that he spends walking at a regular, like, slow pace. He has another thing to say. <laughs> and he has nothing to look at, right? Mm-hmm. So I think his, like, his his attention deficit or whatever that he has, yeah. like, is going, is just like, oh, what do I do? What I, I need something. To, I need something. Something. Show me something, please. Entertain me somehow. I'm so bored. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk. That's the only thing I can do. Yeah. And Tails is so sure he's going to love it. And Bunny's so excited that he's going to love it. And they're like, you're going to love the surprise. Oh, and he boy. even says, I love surprises. Yeah. Which is correct. It's great. They get, they reveal that they have built a plane. A yeah. plane to use. Not it's, a very good looking plane. No, kind of an ugly plane. It's made out of a bunch of cobbled together parts. But mm-hmm. really like... You know, something looking good doesn't matter as much as it being useful. Right. And and it is useful because they say they made it out of scratch. And as you may recall, Scratch and Grounder are two of Robotnik's <laughs> robots. And they have um, defeated the chicken bot and turned it into a bird. Plane. Very good. Very good. 
I'm glad. I'm really glad to see that they have finally found a use for that awful chicken. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Sonic is not enthused. It turns out he says y'all should not fly that plane because flying that plane will immediately get you destroyed by Eggman. First of all, he's got radars in the sky, and mm-hmm. Sally's like, okay, well we can fly under the radars. Second of all, he's got these amazing like stealth bombers stealth bombers that are just going to take out the plane and she's yeah. like they won't see us as long as we're careful yeah we'll go in, through the ruins in the, in the night and don't worry it's gonna be fine and have this weirdly long argument that devolves into no yes no yes <laughs> like yeah yes we can very like sibling level fighting yeah of just like uh, i'm just gonna say no and then it isn't until sally finally is like tell me why you're saying no that he finally is like oh because the stealth bombers right and the which is such a like it's such a jerk move yeah but it turns out they need the plane because sally has discovered that in the here we go i'm gonna say these words with my mouth here we go in the ancient city of maga mm. uh populated by the maga mm. back way back when uh, in those ruins the maga ruins mm. There are, there's like a treasure. Actually, now I can't 100% remember what they were even looking for there. This, they won't, what are the secret scrolls which contain some kind of power? I don't know, because I was blacking out like I was, like I was in a plane and I pulled the stick all the way back and I was going straight up into the sky. Mm-hmm. And you know how the pressure increases when you do that? Yeah, yeah, according yeah. to the video game that we all live in, <laughs> that you start I also to, hear that that goes really, that went really well for Icarus. Yeah. That, that, that yeah, yeah, exactly. But you, you get the red out, right? Where you, you know, <laughs> right? Caleb, how did they spell the ancient city of Maga? <laughs> they spelled it about how you would expect to spell it, mm. which is M-A-G-A. Now, we've made some jokes here on this program. Oh, my gosh. About how these cartoons contain the seeds of our culture the future the future of our civilization uh appear to be contained within this program why is the why is the word maga in the cartoon (laughs) in the blue cartoon it's just over and over it's in it over and over for context this came out when i was six months old yes in 1993 yeah and like somehow they managed. They, they created a ruin, a ruined city where there are hieroglyphics on the walls spelling things out, such as uh, "We don't see reality for what it is; we see it for what we are." <laughs> yeah, dude. Like what? What on earth? And there seems to be a kind of like. I mean, first of all, let's note that they are ruins. Mm-hmm. Whoever these people were came to complete uh, a destruction, mm-hmm. uh, and they left behind their bad scrolls. <laughs> that give power uh-huh. but there seems to be a kind of like it's like a it, so this episode is like a weird mashup of indiana jones and the labyrinth and terrible politics but like there's a, a kind of like meritocracy element to them like you yeah. have to pass these three tests of intelligence courage and uh insight or something, something. Uh, what was the third one i don't know so it was hard for me to follow exactly what was going on. Basically, the whole crew we know, except for Tails, yeah. goes to these ruins, and they are trying to find the scrolls, and there's hieroglyphics everywhere that, uh, Monica? What's her name? Uh, Nat- Natalie? What's the, sorry, what's the computer's name? What's the computer, um... <laughs> I've forgotten the computer's name, and I feel very bad Wow, about it. oops. It's like she Monica. She says her name. No, it's not Monica. <laughs> Sally Acorn's computer, Monica, which is like such a good name. Definitely you, what she's called. If you rearrange the letters in Monica, mm. it spells computer. It's super great. <laughs> Sally's computer, Monica, can translate 
all of these all of these hieroglyphs yeah so sally is walking through the ruins translating things on the walls and learning that there are three different challenges they have to go through yeah the courage one the wisdom one uh-huh. and the and the jump in the blowhole one <laughs> I think that is the courage one. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so the first one, requ- the first challenge requires them to notice that if you go under a shadow, uh, you disappear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like, that actually never came back. So the very first thing nope. they do, they walk up to this temple, they walk into a shadow to hide from some wind. Mm. And when they go into the shadow, they completely disappear. Yes. And Sonic's like, whoa, that shadow makes you 100% disappear. Everybody disappears. And they're like, wow, that is weird. And then they just keep going and it never comes up again. They didn't use it to hide from a botnik. Like <laughs> Sonic is getting chased by a weird orb. He could have hid in the shadow and then the orb wouldn't have seen him. Like mm-hmm. any number of things you could do with a callback like that. Like why introduce a mechanic other than to indicate that this is a mysterious place. Yeah, what a weird place. Ah, so they so go- many mysteries, we don't even need to come back to them. Yeah, yeah, there's too many. There's yeah. no way to know all of them. Maga was a very mysterious Don't kingdom. say the name. Don't... We were having such a hard time every time they said the name of this place. It it's was just so, a made-up word. But there's something so trippy about hearing them saying Boy, this made-up word in 1993. So bad. There's, we took a screenshot of Sonic looking, con- doing the he's doing the thinking emoji with the finger on his mouth, uh-huh. and he's like. What is a MAGA? And we we thought for so long about how to tweet it, but we're like, like mm, I just can't even think of a way to do this in a way that doesn't make me mad. It's not funny. It's surreal feeling. <laughs> it's like just it very feels strange. very bad to see the bad word. <laughs> so they move on past the weird shadow that means absolutely nothing, and they find another set of hieroglyphs that say what you can't learn from education, you can learn from the sun or something. Yeah. The light. So oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like, don't worry about education. You just need to like, yeah. You just, just need the truth. Just need the truth. So then light and the, uh, and the way that you celebrate learning the truth is, is by sitting by on the couch. Sitting on the couch. <laughs> so and the couch will carry you into a beautiful future of so, ruin. <laughs> so the ruin. So, <laughs> the sun comes to the correct place in the sky. We're sitting here having a panic attack, and the sun yeah. comes down to the correct place in the sky, and it shines on a couch in the middle of this pile of trash. Yeah, there's a pile of garbage with a big chair on it, and they're yeah. like, "What do we do with this chair?" Because they they knew that one of their one of their uh, points had to be a chair, right? Like, what do we do with We're this chair? For the chair, and then Sally does some two B. Near automata, like backflip up onto the chair. She does some absolutely wild flips up that pile of garbage into the chair, and the she ch- says, "We sit." The chair's a lot bigger than it seems. Yeah, from uh, far away, without any perspective, it seems like a normal sized chair. Yeah, this is Tears for Fears, the big chair. Uh-huh. These are songs from the big chair, and this is the biggest chair there is. It's a big stone couch, and it flies you once everybody's on board, mm-hmm. and the sun is just right. It just lifts you over the wall and plants this, you in the other part of the desolate future. Is this what the big comfy couch was about? Yes. So, it's all there. <laughs> Everything. So they flew over a giant wall into a deeper part of the ruin. In the deeper part of the ruin, they're faced with a challenge that is not not clarified whatsoever. Nope. Sally references some hieroglyphics she must have translated that we didn't get to see on right. screen. I- insinuating that they need to pick the correct one of these two pedestals yeah one pedestal has like a beautiful glowing shiny uh amazing beautiful golden something shape on it like one of those fabergé eggs it's got like a nice fabergé egg Mm -hmm. on it and sally was like gosh i know my mom would like one of those yeah there's a fabergé buddha sitting on the counter but then next to it is just like a a lincoln logs play set yeah with a setup of like a really nice little fort Mm -hmm. so 
they are like, which one do we pick? But and it's not really... One of them has the scrolls of power. The other one will blow up this temple. Yeah. So good. <laughs> good. So, But it's like, I wonder if back when ruins are made, you know, in the time when ruins are made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if everybody, like, just expected people of the future to be really simple or, like, really dumb. Because <laughs> this exact challenge comes up a lot of, like, yeah. hmm, should you grab... The really glowy, pretty one, or are you looking yeah. for the the simple one? Ooh, which which of these things? Like, ah, we must create an elaborate trap to protect our ancient oh, artifacts. That's what it is. Mm. This is the test of spirit, right? Okay, so are you greedy and easily distracted by glowing objects, mm-hmm. or are, do you have just like a simple, pure spirit that recognizes that even sticks are good? But there hasn't even been there hasn't even been a sign explaining this test. No, like it's, it's not, not saying like. Pick the one that calls to you. Caleb, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that this episode of this cartoon <laughs> doesn't make a lot of sense. It was made a little bit quickly. Yeah. Yeah. The So they decide <laughs> to go up to the one with the pile of sticks because Sonic is like, the pile of sticks. That's us. The revolution. Yeah. The sp- spirit. That's our. We're spirit. So we have to go for the one that's us, which is the sticks. So yeah. they go to the sticks and the scrolls appear. These two scrolls appear that apparently talk a little bit about the history of MAGA. Yes. And the... <laughs> which is still hard to <laughs> say. <laughs> uh, so, but afterwards they realize, okay, we still have to do the challenge of courage. There's something somewhere where we have to do the third challenge. Right. But they get interrupted by Robotnik appearing. <laughs> of course. They run through some tunnels. Sonic plays with Robotnik. They decide to use the really strong wind they found earlier. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, based on the scrolls, I guess, Nicole... The Nicole computer, the computer. The computer who is Nicole. Yes. Has, which is an, uh, an anagram of Monica, so you nailed it. Exactly. Like, you were just a little turned around. If you take both of them together, it spells definitely a computer. It's really great. <laughs> so the she now has a perfect like like graph and timing for the wind and yes. the whole temple so they just they figure out a way to trap robotnik and i say figure out we don't see them figure it no. out it's just sonic moving until robotnik follows him far enough that he's in front of the hole where the wind's going to come out yes and then at the right time the wind does come out it blows robotnik up into the sky and off a cliff yes over a cliff and uh, immediately bunny rabbit's like robotnik's Dead? Dead? <laughs> Which we were like, whoa, whoa! Immediately. And they're not super sad about it or that. They just seem like. Sonic's just like, you. Uh, so she, Rabbit's like, I can't believe it. And Sonic's like, guess you better believe it. Yeah, Sonic. And like, then they just move on. Sonic leans over the cliff and looks all the way down to the stream running yeah. at the bottom of the cliff and is like, yep, he's dead. <laughs> no way around it. And then Sonic's like, I get to drive the plane home and everybody hates it because Sonic drives like, uh, just like loop to loop. Just too many loops and twists. Loops, twists, speedy all the time. Uh, Sally says, I liked it better when Sonic traveled by sneakers. <laughs> She's such a weird. <laughs> Sally Acorn is voiced by an adult. They're all voiced. <laughs> they're all voiced by adult humans. Yeah. And they are all like, this is, I'm going to say this out loud. Yeah. Now. They're being made to say things that don't. They don't, you don't want to say them. They're getting paid to say these bad sentences. Listen, I say plenty of bad sentences, but I do it for free. Yeah, I don't get paid okay. for it. <laughs> the, and then at the end, of course, we see Robotnik climb back up right. from the trench. And Snively. Don't leave out Snively. True, Snively's been there the whole time, too. Yeah. Snively climbs out, too, and Robotnik's like, I'm going to get the hedgehog for this one. Yeah. Because he wasn't going to get him before. No, he definitely wasn't. That's the thing about a... a yeah, an Eggman, is that no matter what happens, it's just reinforcing his worldview. 
Um, and no matter how bad he does, he's been wronged. MAGA! All right, so. All right. Yes, this episode was bad. Okay, but it did have one really good thing in it. Which which was that? That I noticed that Antoine's hair is the same as Chuck's mustache and hair! (laughs) Antoine also has the mustache eyebrow style. They bought their toupees from the same store. They really, really did. They got him from the same mustache emporium. <laughs> and so, Antoine was pretty funny this episode. Oh, and Antoine really pulled out, yeah, he pulled out the good lines in this one. It the, seems like the the writers are getting a better sense of how to make uh, his unusual sentence structure amusing. Yeah. Uh, like, he says that something Jamuse. gave him some creepies, which yeah. is like, exactly, that's very good. That's very good. Yeah, he had a lot of good lines. So, Antoine, highlight of this episode. Mm-hmm. Otherwise... Not so hot. Maybe not my favorite. And not just because I had to relive uh, terrible propaganda in the form of something an unsuspecting mystery cartoon. What else? 20 years. Just like 20 years ago. They just happened to come up with the same fake word and put it next to a lot of weird slogans. It's just two syllables, you mm-hmm. know? just two syllables anybody could i mean you could say any two syllables yeah and, uh, and at that? some point in history they'll probably end up bad so i guess that's i guess so <laughs> those two syllables will be a problem some somewhere down the line uh, you know we we were really like about five minutes into this episode we were like oh my god the things that they have said so far we are going to have to write like an essay about <laughs> like we're gonna have to do like an illustrated essay mm-hmm. of piece by piece the bizarre hundred thousand words like foreshadowing of this <laughs> this terrible thing by the end of the episode it breaks down and, and doesn't like follow through in the same way yeah but there's enough like what on earth what on earth was going on with this episode and i do want to dig into what i found to be the most important interesting part of this yes, please which was that robotnik's death was not met with celebration <laughs> or sadness it was just like cool yeah let's go guess so which like if you really thought you had just killed robotnik yeah which they might wouldn't your first step would be like okay let's go to the city we we did it yeah. right away you'd be like let's go free people like, we can just go straight to his space now he's gone right like sweet relief and also what do we do yeah but they they're just like let's go home weirdly nonchalant do you think <sighs> they've obviously had a long day Yes. We don't know how long the flight was exactly, but you know flying is just, it takes it right out of you. Uh-huh. I imagine after all the the, the traveling and the mm. puzzle solving and those the becoming little, invisible, invisible again. Those little dusty cookies. Yeah. The, <laughs> all the stuff that you have to endure. I mean, you're just exhausted, right? So even if you discover the, the downfall of your most, like... Most hated enemy of all time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The person who captured your whole family. Yeah, you're, you're just exhausted, right? And yeah. so I could see them kind of going like, yep, it's real. Okay, let's go home and we'll mm-hmm. like deal with this in the morning after we've caught up and we're not jet lagged. Something that Rotor said well, that was oh, so yeah. sweet. When they were looking at the pile of Lincoln Logs. Yes. And they were like, spirit, that's the revolution. That's the rebellion. Rotor goes... Yeah, in his like little kid voice, yeah. which is still funny coming from the walrus. Yes. He goes, "We're survivors." 
And I was like, oh. Roder, let me give you a hug. Every, yes, you are. You are a survivor, but that implies that there are people who are not survivors. Mm-hmm. And is another one of these very small... It's like, the sh- you know, the show can't spend that much time dwelling on the deaths of countless millions. Mm-hmm. Like, that's eh, a little heavy for Saturday morning. Yeah. But they are giving us these little gestures of like, don't forget. Like, this is really bad. Yeah, this is a this is a bunch of children who are trying to survive. Yeah. And the, like, and we also, they probably have done a lot of their mourning, right? Like, a lot of their active mourning has already happened. Yes. Because we don't know how long ago this stuff took place. But they do even say, I was wondering, um, we noticed in the credits mm-hmm. this time, this a lot of stuff happens real fast in the first 10 seconds of the, of the um, opening. opening, the opening credits. But it shows the beautiful, verdant landscape of presumably Mobius Mm -hmm. with a lot of grass and water and these sort of beautiful curved uh, buildings. And then Robotnik's evil ship passes over the entire screen and then it's replaced by the big urban hellscape. Yes. Um, So it seems like his influence is definitely not just one city. Right. And it could be even that if they use the term city, it could be that the whole world has become a city. Kind of like uh, in Star Wars, is it Coruscant? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that so that happened some time ago, and I and um, Sally says at one point the something about like the ruins of Mobius, or the this is the mm-hmm. ancient language of Mobius, and I wondered whether this series takes place a long time after, like like they might have been born into this world, even yeah, like do they remember beautiful Mobius? Uh, or were they like just born when that happened, or something? Because th- to to refer to the ancient language of Mobius is an interesting, yeah, twist. I don't I don't know exactly what that means. Well, the way that she knows her dad, the king, I yeah. feel like if it was already like this when she was born, it would be strange. Like it seems like their family has been disrupted. Yeah. By this. So it seems like it would have had to have been in the last couple of years at least. I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah, we don't know like, for sure. In in underground, Sonic. And his siblings had just been born. Oh, yeah. And then this starts happening, and so they're kind of put into hiding. And it takes a while for the whole transfer of power and, and stuff to take place. So I don't know. but it, So Uncle Chuck might have been roboticized recently, but he took care of Sonic in this hellscape. That could be. From baby to now. Yeah. Similar to the way he does in Underground. Yeah. We don't know. Another thing, timeline-wise, that was brought to my attention this week mm-hmm. is apparently the comic books started after this show yeah and you know we don't do a lot of research <laughs> like this you're in the middle of the research and that's yeah. not saying that's good it's not good to not know stuff like you should have a basic level of education about something you want to discuss in public but we're doing but you the favor of getting to watch us learn exactly, to learn this stuff exactly it's really a, it's really a thing we're doing for you we have no uh in, like no sense that what we're doing is good like we're the bad ones here but like <laughs> you can be the good one but somebody told us on twitter let the, that the comics start after the show so mm-hmm. our initial speculation about the like oh maybe you've read the comics and now you watch the show is not correct yeah the show so this is just as wild as it feels this is it this is where you're jumping in with nothing um so anyway that's something i wanted to note beyond all that I didn't really like this episode very much. Nah. It was a 
bit of a mess. Actually, that was a lot of a mess. It was a lot of mess. Um, it didn't have a very good through line. We did get to see a couple of good character moments, but sure. Overall, I got yeah. to see like Rotor's big smiling face a bunch of times, which is which always I, worth I it. I do love him. <laughs> um, boy, I love it when when you round a, round the corner with that group. And everybody's looking real serious, and then Rotor's like a head taller than everyone, <laughs> and just grinning, Floppy and smiling. <laughs> it was so good. I love that. Plus, he did fly the plane, confirming my tailspin pre- prophecy. Yeah, we did. We did the O E O tailspin. O E A tailspin. Because they, there's a shot. There are a lot of shots in this episode. That I could have taken a picture of and tagged with a different, you know, different media property, as you do, uh-huh. as is the the tradition. Um, the shot when they launch the plane and are kind of falling down toward the jungle river mm-hmm. the first time looked exactly like a tailspin shot, kind of. Then when they're landing the plane and Sonic has to grab the rope and just barely stop it before it gets to the edge mm-hmm. of the cliff is exactly a shot from Escape from New York <laughs> when he lands the plane on the roof. What year did Escape from New York come out? Uh, before this. Great, then that was on purpose, I bet. Yeah, I bet it was a deliberate Sorry. reference to the, the fabulous feature, uh, which is actually a really funny movie. I only watched it for the first time this year. It's really good. Escape I from New York. I need to see it, yeah. That's a funny movie and a cool one and is the reason why we have Metal Gear Solid, so... Escape from New York is the reason why we have Metal Gear Solid? The character of Solid Snake is based exactly on Snake Plissken from Escape from New York. It's hilarious. Oh my gosh, yeah. I didn't even know that. Yep. Hideo Kojima said so. He's like, I love Snake Plissken. <laughs> um, I just wanted, but I thought, I looked at Snake Plissken and I thought, what if he was, I don't know, denser? What if, <laughs> could he be, da- could, I, could I put more dad in there? <laughs> could I get what if he was really solid? I want to pay, pack, just packed full of dads. I want like three dads dense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we do some speed reading? I think that's it. I don't have anything else to say about this episode. I didn't like that it said MAGA so many times. Yeah, and I'm sorry that we uh, said it so many times. I'm so sorry, everybody. I know that it's a, that is a an upsetting phrase uh, on purpose. They did it on purpose. Uh, they made it bad. And um, sorry about that. And sorry that the episode was not super good. <laughs> it's fine, but it's not that great. Um I think we might almost be at the end of our book if we want to speed read. Let's yeah, I think that's cool. Let's see if we can get through it. Speed reading. I I did a Mario song, I think. Yeah, I was like I was like about to make that transition too, but the like uh which one which it's the one that's Bomb on Battlefield kinda, right? I jumped around some keys, but it was fun. It was fun. Welcome back to speed reading, everybody. We are at the last chapter of Sonic the Hedgehog, and we are going to power through it. It's about to happen. This the is the last thing. chapter? This is the conclusion, <gasps> chapter nine. Okay, wait, so what will happen in this whole book? Can we summarize that easily in a last time on? No! <laughs> um, we start with, in this book, Sonic the Hedgehog, 
Sonic and Robotnik are both children who are being fostered by Uncle Chuck. They're raised together. They're loved They're together. raised together. They are brothers. Mm-hmm. But Robotnik is a little bit of a troublemaker. He That's makes right. all these robots and messes with Uncle Chuck's stuff. Breaks all the appliances and lawn gear. <laughs> Uncle and- Chuck invents power rings, but he doesn't give them to Robotnik. Mm-hmm. And Robotnik thinks that Uncle Chuck likes Sonic better, and he also doesn't like either of them very much anyway. Right. So he almost kills them with a truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he escapes into the wild, and no one sees him for ten years. And then when he comes back, he's now he's older, he's bald, yes. and he was I guess he was always bald. Let's see. I think he was bald, but he didn't have a mustache. Let's he's him. older, he's bald, and he's got a mustache. He's no longer Earthworm Jim. And he <laughs> has multiple robot factories and plans to take over the world. Right. Meanwhile, Chunk, Chunk and Sonic. <laughs> uh, Uncle Chunk. Uncle Chunk. Uncle Chuck and Sonic have started a chili dog delivery service, mm-hmm. which Eggman exploits to trick them into delivering a hundred chili dogs to the wrong place. Eggman swoops. I mean, Robotnik swoops in, steals Uncle Chuck and Sonic's dog, Mutsky, mm-hmm. and takes them to an undisclosed location. Luckily, Sonic meets Sally Acorn, secret agent special princess Mm -hmm. and they and she knows where robotnik is and leads him there but sonic's a loose cannon (laughs) and he gets them into a little trouble but don't worry they're gonna get out of it probably and in the last thing that just happened is that they did save uh chuck and rope and mutsky but they have not found her dad been roboticized Mm -hmm. and they have swirly eyes and they haven't found her dad the king secret special princess agent sally acorn special dad and that's the story so far. Bum, bum, bum. Now, here we are at the end, and we do, the first thing we have here is an illustration, which answers an earlier question from our program, mm-hmm. wherein you said, how would someone be carried? Would it be, like, in the arms or on the, the fireman? Yeah, right? it turns the out it's in carry. the arms. And I wrongly asserted, as I was listening back to that episode, I said, how could I have been so foolish? Why did I say that someone would, that anyone would carry anyone fireman style? You <laughs> only carry baby style. Mm-hmm. Cradle baby, cross the threshold style. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how you do it. Cradle baby, cross the threshold. My favorite childhood nursery rhyme. My- <laughs> Alright, so here we are at chapter 9 of Sonic the Hedgehog. Oops, I looked ahead and saw a picture. I think everything's gonna turn out okay. Um, here we go. Uh... <laughs> All right. Chapter 9. Sally and Sonic headed to the great forest of Mobius. They carried Uncle Chuck and Mutsky. On the way, Sally shared her secret. (gasps) That she's an agent? When Robotnik took over Mobius, kidnapped my father, a small group of us decided to fight back, she explained. We call ourselves Freedom Fighters. We want to turn Mobius back to the way it was before. We'll do anything to get rid of Robotnik. How did this all happen while Sonic wasn't paying attention? How did Sonic and Chuck... How were they just, like, living their lives when a whole city got roboticized? You all hide in the forest? Asked Sonic. Yes. Why doesn't Robotnik know you're living in the Great Forest? Asked Sonic. He's scared of trees. Trees are invisible to him, Sonic. <laughs> That's actually why he has to turn everything into metal, because he can't see trees. Can't see biological life. <laughs> um, we live in a secret underground town called Knothole Village. It's under the forest floor, said Sally. Wait, so it's not a hole? How are you underground if it's not a hole? <laughs> Sonic, you don't get it. Sonic. I'm saying I don't get it. I want you to explain. I know, but y- listen, When I, I'm going to write it out for you now. Okay. <laughs> it's K. K. N. K. Not whole. I get it. 
<laughs> I don't know why you're being passive aggressive with a K, but. <laughs> That's amazing, said Sonic. But why are you telling me all this? We could use your help, said Sally. Mm -hmm. Would you join us? You bet, said Sonic. Very easy. Robotnik destroyed my home and turned my family into robots. I'd do anything to stop him. It would be way cool to be one of your freedom fighters. I'm always glad to help when my speed is in need. Aww. I like your style, Sonic, said Sally. Welcome to our group. After some time, they reached the Great Forest. Sally led the way into the forest. They soon came to a large tree stump. Hmm. This is the secret entrance to Not Hole Village, said Sally, pointing at the stump. Oh, I get it. It's not a hole. It's a stump. E e e close enough. Here, give me a hand. <laughs> Sonic helped Sally lift the top off the stump. They slipped inside, then let the top close behind them. Sonic followed Sally down a winding slide, which took them along the hidden passageway to Not Hole Village. When they reached the bottom, Sally put Mutsky down, and Sonic sat Uncle Chuck in a chair. Mutsky said... I will kill you. <laughs> I have one job. Thank you for my freedom. I now you will be destroyed. I have one job to bite, bite, bite. <laughs> I can't be persuaded to put off biting if you rub my tummy. <laughs> the belly is still good to touch. <laughs> Roboticization does not change the belly. <laughs> tummy has periods between the letters and it stands for tough undercarriage where I make my yum yums. <laughs> God! <laughs> Operation Tummy. Coming to theaters. He once he was a dog. Now he's a robot dog. But he still needs love. Can he can he save the day and get that belly rubbed right? <laughs> Operation Tummy. Oh god. <laughs> Sonic sat Uncle Chuck in a chair Sally introduced Sonic to her group This is my new friend, Sonic the Hedgehog She said, he's joining our team Everyone welcomes Sonic <laughs> That's it that, uh, every, Hey uh, Hey, uh, uh, hey everybody, hey mm -hmm. um, It's not suspicious at all that you were raised as the brother of the dictator of the city Wow, when you put it like that Yeah It really is <laughs> Uh, he hasn't even told them yet. No, I guess not. That hasn't come up. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do about your uncle and your dog? Asked Sally. They're still robot-sized. Good point, said Sonic. I guess we could just throw them out. Hey, maybe this will help. Sonic pulled out his power ring. The whole room filled with bright yellow light. Uncle Chuck and Mutsky began to glow. When the glowing stopped, they were back to normal. Sonic, cried Uncle Chuck. What happened? Where are we? Mutsky whimpered and rubbed his nose against Sonic. Sonic petted Mutsky as he filled Uncle Chuck in on the day's exciting events. That means we can use Sonic's power rings to restore Robotnik's other prisoners, said Uncle Chunk. <laughs> Mutsky in his head right now, for like a brief second during yeah. that transition, was like, when I was roboticized, I was given full sentience, and now... <laughs> God. Yeah. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Everybody got the same brain when they were a robot. Gave it to him and then you took it away. Oh, my goodness. It's just a dog now. That's a, that's a dark twist. Mm-hmm. Uh, said Uncle Chuck. <laughs> this gives me a lot of hope for my father and the others, Sonic, said Sally. 
I'm glad you're now a freedom fighter. Sonic was happy. He was certain now that, with the help of the Freedom Fighters and his power rings, he would be able to defeat Robotnik and restore the King of Mobius to his rightful place on the throne. Mobius would once again be a great place to live. A place where songs were sung and books were read. A place, ah, A place where having fun was the most important thing anyone could do. And then the uh, screen fades out and we see Grandpa. Chuck closing the book, setting it on the nightstand, yeah. and he says, Was that a good story there, Sonny? <laughs> and Sonic says, I don't know. It was a little slow for my tastes. <laughs> and then and then there's a stinger like, ba -da -ba -da -ba, and then Woo! it's over. <laughs> we did it. We made it all the way through. This, this book, it only took us like six months. Thus concludes our reading of Sonic the Hedgehog, the novel. We did a we did a beautiful ceremony here in the studio. I'm sorry that you couldn't see it. I lifted the book up like it was a like a Zelda item, mm -hmm. and I held it above my head, and then I we saluted it with mm -hmm. our hands. Um, wow, what a book! Thank you so much to Michael Teitelbaum. <laughs> so, thank you so much. If you guys know Michael Teitelbaum, get us in touch. Get it? We would love to talk to him about this. I actually really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. You know, we made a lot of jokes along the way because we're bad readers. Mm -hmm. But the the book is good, and I want to also give thanks to the uh, to Glenn Hansen who did the interior illustrations, and to Troll Associates uh, for publishing this book all the way back in 1993. It's also worth noting that the Robotnik design on the art of this book mm -hmm. is sa the same as the design from S the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. He's not quite as Doctor Claw. As he is in okay. Sad AM, I don't think. Okay. Or maybe he is. I don't Similar. I don't does he have something on his face though? In uh, Sad AM? I think so. Yeah, he's got more like robotic eyes. Mm -hmm. So we're not sure which um. canon this book is a part of. We don't know which universe right. Sonic is technically Foster Brothers with Robotnik. Yeah. But now that we've finished the story, we can learn more about it, maybe. Or maybe we'll forget <laughs> to do that. Can I say I don't actually like the power rings in this context and in the way they're doing them in Sad AM. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, they're like they're just sort of catch-all magical devices. Some right magic now. device. He only uses one. They don't fall out of him when he gets punched. I know. Like, what's but the on deal? the other hand, he doesn't really get hit in the show. No, he's... has anybody ever hit Sonic? Not like, so in the far. Face only emotionally. In any of the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. He does get emotionally trashed. Yeah, <laughs> repeatedly uh -huh. and thankfully. But does he, does he get like slapped across the mouth? Not yet. No. <laughs> And that, not that I want to see that. I'm just saying, that like, was such a specific choice. Like, I was in. I thought you were gonna say the room, like across the room. I thought you were saying, like, how what? could you slap a whole room? No. <laughs> you got, I'm gonna come in here and slap you across the room. Your books and lamps are going everywhere. Yes, because your body has been hit, and now it will knock all the all the books and lamps everywhere. You're gonna have to move faster than that to try to catch my room. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on this, our excruciating journey. <laughs> I mean, our incredible journey. Our exceptional journey. Our exceptional, amazing journey. That's what you meant to say. I really enjoyed reading the book with you, Caleb. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And watching this episode of Sad AM. Yeah. And S thank you to... Who gave us this book? Did Tony give us this one? Oh, I forgot where all the books came from. <laughs> I know that we got... Dang it. So Tony gave us... I think Tony did give us this one. Yeah. And then I think this These... one was 
Kaysen. Came from Kaysen. Yeah, yes. yeah. Kaysen's given us the next ones we're going to read, which mm-hmm. include a small version of Sonic the Hedgehog and then something a little more extreme. <laughs> I'm so excited to get started on that one. Oh, boy. Um, if you want us to go to the trouble of c- cutting together all of our speed reading of that story into one incredible audio Don't book. frame it like this. I'm going to do it. Okay, we're going to do, do it. We're going to do it. Uh, yeah, that's like so much work. <laughs> we're going to cut speed readings into probably like a nice little YouTube video so you can listen to the whole story anytime you want. Boy, that would be... Oh, I would love to hear that. Uh, <laughs> especially with us recapping it every few <laughs> seconds. <laughs> okay, now what you just heard was... <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, but th- yes, thank you so much. Um, and uh, thank you to our music people, uh, Dave Donkin and Goodnight Productions for our theme song, Bulby for Incidental Music, and the composers of all the Sonic songs for all time. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do we have anything to plug? <laughs> That's something people do. I think this time, not really. Not really. We've- oh, I made a new website you can look at. It's for a really cute game. It's called Monico's Night Market. Oh, that game is to- so cute, and the website is oh, so cute. It's made by Meowza, and it's um, about cats and planting them and growing more cats, it's and so also cute. maybe the FBI is in it. I'm not really sure exactly what the secret organization is. Oh yeah, well, planting cats sounds very illegal. That sounds like very illegal, <laughs> and it shouldn't be. You know, it shouldn't be. Yeah, Everyone yeah, yeah. should be able to grow cats in their home if they if they need them because it's very soothing. Yeah, and it's really like some people just really really need like it's medical. I need. I have a medical need for cats. <laughs> I do. Um, mm-hmm. but I but I'm not allowed to have it. But anyway, manikosnightmarket.com. It is a website that I got to make, and there's so some go cute... check out those illegal cats, but do not be a cop about it. <laughs> Just leave it, okay? Just d- hey, don't don't bother us. <laughs> I'm not hurting anybody over here. <laughs> uh, and uh, that's what I did last week, mm-hmm. and so that's all. Um, We've and... got a lot of stuff going on. There's a there's a donation drive right now at Avid Bookshop. If you happen to have access to that or are interested in that. Oh, yeah. Where if you pre-order a copy of my book, Top Elf, or if you donate an item from Project Safe, which is a local nonprofit working to end domestic violence, mm-hmm. if you donate an item from their shelter needs list, you get entered in a raffle for a lot of really cool stuff. Yep. $25 gift card to Avid, some uh, pins from us that have, say, like, I'm an Avid reader mm-hmm. made by a local t-shirt and pin, yeah. a nail pin place. And, like a t-shirt and like all sorts of cool stuff yeah um so if you are interested in that you don't have to live in athens you can and also if you need like if you want to donate money for project safe but you're not able to get an item to us mm-hmm. or whatever because you live out of town that's totally fine yep Fruitering the book automatically puts you on there and there's no limit to entry right. so that's really cool so we're c- cross-promoting caleb's book and supporting a really good cause is that a good way to put it? Yeah, I say? yeah. No, that, that's totally what I we're mean, we're hoping. Safe is amazing. It's a Christmas in July party because people, you right. know, there's people are always like giving and donating and doing charity in December, but yeah. we're halfway through the year and a lot of places still really need it. So Let's do some charity. We're trying to do some now inspirational stuff for that. Yes, very mm-hmm. good. Good job on that. Thank you. Um, avidbookshop.com, CalebZaneHewitt.com. <laughs> Um, great websites. Great websites. Mm-hmm. That's it. Thank you so much, everyone. <laughs> um, I, um, uh, Caleb, what's your name? I'm Caleb Zane Hewitt. Oh, I'm Nick Splendor. And, and you're too shows.